Hi there. I'm Michael Marvash, and this is The Dead Man's Forest, a weekly conversation about mortality, the transience of all things, and how that influences the way we live our lives. Every week, I drive up to the mountain, hike into the forest to surround myself with nature, to be able to hear my own thoughts and feelings, and to share those thoughts and feelings with you, as I hope you will share yours with me over the course of of the weekly conversations here in the Dead Man's Forest. The first question you may be asking yourself is, why is this called the Dead Man's Forest? I came up with that name from a dream that I had while I was on a vision fast in the desert. And in the dream, I saw a dead man sitting in a wasteland just surrounded by nothing. Nothing living or beautiful. It was just a dead landscape. And this dead man sitting there dressed was dressed like a a wise professor and he had a cardigan sweater on you know the kind that button up and have the have the v-neck but instead of his head and his chest coming up out of that sweater's opening instead of that there was this tiny forest of beautiful, vibrant green trees. And I knew that this image was a warning to me, was a warning that I had in me, in my head and in my heart a beautiful forest of knowledge and wisdom and experience. As do we all, by the way, all of us have a lifetime of unique experiences that only we can share with the world because only we have had them. And I saw this dead man sitting there I saw myself sitting there and at the end of my life, all of that, all of that wisdom that I had gained, all of that knowledge that I had acquired, all of the things that I had learned that made this beautiful forest of knowledge and emotion in my head and in my heart 
went unshared. I just kept it to myself, either out of fear or selfishness. And so the wasteland in which I sat was never able to bloom because I never planted those seeds from that forest. And so I call this conversation the dead man's forest because I must never allow that vision to come to pass. Whatever it is, whatever wisdom and knowledge I have gathered in my life and will continue to gather, I must share. And it is my hope through the conversations of the dead man's forest that you too will be able to share your wisdom and knowledge with the world so that together we can really sow a beautiful landscape in the wasteland. Perhaps the next question you're asking yourself is, what kind of conversation is this? Uh, I spoke a little bit about it earlier when I mentioned that it's a conversation about mortality and transience and how those things influence the ways we live. I think a lot about mortality and how I won't be here forever. And in truth, I come up to the mountain every week to die. And perhaps that sounds melodramatic, but I really think that when I come up here to have these conversations with you, the person who walks out of the forest is different than the person who walked into it. He is changed. He has had thoughts that he has never had before. He has had experiences that he never had before. And those changes, insignificant as they may seem when compared to the entirety of what that man is, of who that man is, those changes still amount to something new. And so again, the man who walks out of this forest at the end of this recording will be a different man than the one who walked into it. I walk into the forest to die and I walk out of the forest born as a slightly new person. And so the dead man's forest is not the forest in which I'm sitting right now but it is rather, 
that mental and emotional space in which that death and rebirth happen. And so I hope that you will join me in, in going through that process of change that we are always going through, but which we can be more deliberate about when we take the time to have purposeful conversations like the one that we're having right now in the Dead Man's Forest. So I hope that gives you a little bit of context for the kinds of things that we'll be talking about from week to week. And now maybe you're wondering what is it that we'll talk about this week? I think it makes sense to start with the big picture so that you understand the context in which this conversation is happening, within, within which this conversation is intended to happen. And it's perhaps something that you've heard before. It's a common enough idea. And it's this, that we all came from the same place and that we're all headed to the same place. That place being non-existence in as much as you can call it a place. But while we're here, while we're in between our first birth and our final death, we are all a part of the same thing. Our thoughts are all a part of the same thing because we all exist in the same world, in the same universe, in the same reality. And just as your left hand and your right hand are both a part of your body, but have different perspectives, so too you and I and everyone else are a part of the whole but we have different perspectives. We are all taking different paths through our lives. We are all on a unique journey from that, that initial state of non-existence that we were in before we were born to the eventual state of non-existence that we'll be in after we die. And that that's a big a big idea right it's it's all encompassing and sometimes it seems like maybe it doesn't have that much of an impact on our day-to-day -day lives on the things that we're doing on a moment-to-moment -moment basis on on our our jobs or on our friendships or on the relationships that we have with our family, or on our hobbies, or the things that we do to entertain ourselves every day. But 
I wonder if trying with just some small part of our attention, trying to keep that bigger perspective in mind, perhaps the biggest perspective of all being that it is universal, it's everything. Trying to keep that in mind, I think can really help us both appreciate the miracle that it is that we are here and the preciousness of each moment. But it can also help us appreciate the fact that none of the things that cause us stress and grief and pain are permanent. They are all just something that we are passing through. The way that we're passing through this life, the way that we are moving from one state of non-existence to another, or perhaps back to the original, whichever, whichever it is that happens after we die. And finally, I think that universal perspective on what it means to be human, what it means to be a part of the universe, and what it means to be traveling from non-existence to non-existence. That bigger thing that we all share can be a motivation to take responsibility for making this place better, for making this world that we all are a part of and that we all must share with each other, trying to make it a better place for everyone. I was thinking about this the other day and I was reminded of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, that brilliant satirical book by Douglas Adams. And in it he described a device called a someone else's problem field generator. And if you haven't read the book, I'll tell you a little bit about the SEP field generator. The main characters in the book had a, had a spaceship and whenever they visited a place or time where a spaceship would be out of place, Earth for example, they had to hide it from the population. And Adams set it up so that it was impossible to make something invisible. The, the physics of, of bending light to that extent just, just were impossible in his books. but the technology did exist to influence other people's thoughts and emotions. And so the spaceship, uh, the main character's spaceship, was equipped with a someone else's problem field generator, an SEP field generator. And what that did was it made everybody nearby just feel like the thing generating the field 
wasn't their problem. It was someone else's problem. And when you think that something is someone else's problem, it just lets you totally ignore it. And so they would just land their spaceship in the middle of a, a big parking lot or whatever. And everybody walking around would just walk right by it and they would have such a strong feeling of that's someone else's problem that they wouldn't even notice, that they wouldn't even be aware of the fact that there was a giant spaceship right there. Eh, it's someone else's problem. And I thought about that the other day because I realized it was such an accurate commentary of the way so many things are in our society, in our, probably in our societies, even the ones that I'm not a part of, in that so often on a day-to-day -day basis, we think that's someone else's problem. And we're just able to ignore so many things and just push them into the background of our awareness that we end up taking no action to make things better. And, and we do this for a very understandable reason, I think, because we can't. We can't spend emotional energy trying to make everything better all the time. We just can't do that. We, we have a limited supply of it. And there are so many problems and there are so many things that are wrong that if we tried to take responsibility for all of them, if we tried to make them our problem, we'd just be overwhelmed constantly. And, and, and our existence would be pretty miserable. But into this situation that we all find ourselves in, where we're surrounded by problems that we have an opportunity to work to make better, into that situation steps the idea of choosing your battles. You can't fight every battle, and that's a fact of life. But it seems like so many people's response to that fact is that they choose to fight no battles. Or they choose to try to fight too many battles and they end up fighting them badly. And so I wonder if there's a middle ground here. I wonder if each of us could take a little bit of responsibility, just a little bit more responsibility to make the world a better place by picking a battle, by choosing something that we believe should be a way that the world should be or some, some different um, way that society should do things or some different program that should be in place or some different conversation that should be happening. And we should fight that battle. We should take responsibility for that thing. It might be as small as picking up trash when you see it. It might be a bigger conversation like how do we address the racial inequality in America? It might be something to do with fixing economic injustice. It might be something in your community about getting 
the, the, the people on your block to talk to each other on a regular basis. There are practically unlimited numbers of battles that we can fight. And I think that as we find ourselves here in this place that we all share on this journey from non-existence to non-existence, that if we can find something, maybe just one thing, that we care enough about changing to take responsibility, take personal responsibility for trying to change it, maybe that injects a little bit of struggle into our day-to-day -day life. But if the outcome is that through that struggle, this place that we share becomes better, becomes brighter, becomes happier, becomes more peaceful, becomes whatever outcome it is that you desire, that that work is worth it. What do you think about that? What do you feel about that? Will you tell me? You can tweet me at Dead Man's Forest or you can look us up at deadmansforest.org. Dead Man's Forest is a conversation with you. And so we would love to hear what you plan on taking responsibility for in your world. Or any other questions that you have, or even suggestions for a future conversation. One of the beautiful things about conversations is that they twist and turn. And sometimes you discover that you're talking about something that you didn't even intend to talk about, but really needed to talk about. And other times you discover that the thing that you thought you were talking about was not in fact what you were talking about, and that you've been talking about what you needed to the entire time. Without your input, Dead Man's Forest is less vibrant, is less alive. And so I hope that you will take just a couple minutes right now or later today or this week to reach out to us. Thank you for listening, for being a part of the conversation. We hope to see you here next week on the Dead Man's Forest. Bye-bye.